welcome back to another episode of the division four podcast i'm here with my boy skyler skyler say what's up yo 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 it's been a minute not as long as our first hiatus though where we disappeared for months true true we're going into playoff football in about a week and the nba season just started Mm -hmm. let's talk First of all, we talked about it in November. The Giannis extension, was it coming, was it not? It came. Yeah, it did. Uh, Signed the five-year Supermax deal, so he's there for six more years now. Crazy. Uh, Obviously, Milwaukee must be very fucking happy right now. Oh, yeah. And they got Drew Holiday, they got Chris Middleton still. They're set to be good for a very long time. But... They kind of started off the season a little weak here, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They got blown out by the Knicks. <laughs> Imagine getting blown out by the Knicks. Gotta hurt. <laughs> then they fucking destroyed the Heat, though. What a weird-ass team. Trying to look here. Yeah, they got the Heat by, like, 50. But lost to the Knicks by 20. Yeah, least- yeah. And then the Heat got him right back, not in a blowout, of course, but. Mm-hmm. Set the NBA record for three pointers in a single game in the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you know that? Yeah, 29. Huh. Previous, yeah, previous record was 28. Crazy. So, yeah, Can't beat you... those Knicks, though. <laughs> Can't beat those Knicks. So, coming into the new season, I know we kind of talked about all these teams already in November, but now that it's officially started, what are you looking forward to most from certain teams? Um, I'm most looking forward to, okay, I am possibly more than a little biased here, but I'm most looking forward to a full season of Zion Williamson, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of want to see, you know, if he can live up to that potential, and I mean, he's already doing great. Right. He's... Yeah, he's a 20-8 and eight machine, and just need him to stay healthy and see what a full season of him looks like. So that's something I'm excited to see. I'm also excited to see um, the evolution of some teams like the Hawks. You know, the Hawks actually look pretty nice with it this year. They have enough um, strong. Yeah. And then, believe it or not, even the Cavs. The Cavs look kind of okay. That feels like... I don't know. I, like a fraud. I'm. I don't want to count them out because Sexton and Garland are two young players. I certainly could have stepped up, but I, and Kevin Love's still solid. I just. I don't see what would have made them good team that's gonna last. Besides these guys stepping up by a large amount. But yeah, as we speak, they're getting kind of blown out by the Pacers by twenty. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, maybe not the Cavs. <laughs> I mean, they did lose to the Knicks too. Right, they lost to the Knicks. That. Imagine losing to the Knicks. It did make the Sixers look stupid, but yeah, the Sixers didn't have um, Embiid that game though. So. Oh, okay. So then that kind of makes sense, doesn't, doesn't really it? Really matter. Yeah, that kind of feels like smoke and mirrors. We're not, I don't think we see that if we if we come back a month from now. We're not going to be talking about the Cavaliers. True. I mean, the I could see them maybe, maybe competing for the eighth seed, but they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna actually make it. 
And I don't think, obviously, if they did make it, that they would do shit, so. They're still a couple pieces away from beating a team we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling the same as you, though, with the Pelicans. I really want to see Zion the full season, see what he can do. I want to just continue to watch Brandon Ingram play. Yeah, Brandon Ingram looks even better this year. Like, most improved player last year, and now he looks like a he, true, genuine superstar. You wondered how big of a step he could take up from being an all-star, but just doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lonzo looks pretty nice, too. Lonzo looked good. He had some ugly moments. I haven't been able to watch too much, but what I've caught Lonzo in press and the stats... That's some ugly moment. Mm-hmm. His shot looks, yeah. His shot looks even better. He improved it a lot last year. Now it looks, yeah. You know, he wasn't able to fix that shot, so you know who knows. Alonzo, I feel like even though he's kind of been in the league, what is this? His fourth year now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's his fourth year, and he's still improving. I think he's got plenty of time. He's gonna be a guy we kind of look to, maybe not as an all star, but like that cusp player and just a really solid point guard for years to come yeah i don't think he's ever gonna make an all-star team or anything like that unless he like keeps rapidly right but he's gonna he's gonna be a nice player he's gonna be a solid role player he's gonna fill the gap he's gonna do what he needs to do but no for a little bit people didn't think he was even gonna be that they they threw bust on him and went about their day yeah and i mean can't really blame him when you see that shot, though. Yeah, much, but no. He improved it a lot. <laughs> Good thing he did. Lamelo's looks. Yeah, Lamelo's looks weird too, but Lamelo's just—he's rated in the threes right now. Lamelo's playing great. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it during our draft, our post-draft podcast. He was going to be the kind of guy that could just be an impact player right off the bat. Kind of what he's doing. Yeah, Hornets look kind of nice. And by nice, I mean potential lower playoff team. But Right, but for the Hornets, that's fucking nice. huge. Yeah, <laughs> very fucking huge. Hornets are shit, normally. I mean, no offense, Hornets fans. No offense. A single Hornets fan watches this video. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Hornets fans. This is your... This is your comeuppance for choosing I to mean, be a Hornets I mean, when you're a team in fucking, like, Charlotte, you can't really, like... I feel like an S7-8 seed is, like, nope. Are you really ever, like, waking up like, oh, my team's gonna win a fucking championship this year? No, you live in Charlotte. Nobody wants to go there. Besides, like, Kemba Walker, and you got rid of him. Yeah, I mean, I guess all I think you could hope for is, like, the Cavs or the Spurs or some shit, where even though you have mm-hmm. a completely unappealing Team City, still win a title somehow, but I mean, all it took Cleveland was the greatest player, well, second greatest player eh, of all time. We have greatest player of all be. time, but go ahead. Great. Uh, <laughs> Greatest player of all time, being born from the area and feeling some obligation to win a championship. Right, exactly. So that's all it took for Cleveland to win a title. Just do that. <laughs> Unless the next dope basketball player was born in Charlotte, I think you got to be happy with your Steph Curry. Steph Curry was born in Charlotte, but he to go back there. I guess he doesn't really care. You get what I'm saying? No. It's gonna take yeah. until fucking Jesus Christ puts on a pair of Jordans and walks onto the court. For Charlotte, they really don't have much to look forward to, but a six or seven seed. Yo, Jesus be passing up the assist though. Mm. Jesus would be a monster be fucking good. point guard. I think I could cross him. I could cross Jesus. What else? 
<laughs> Cross him like the Red Sea. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, yeah, NBA, it's still fresh. It's not like there's that much to talk about that we didn't cover a month ago. So, uh, yeah. unless there's something you want to cover right now, I think we move on to the whole season of football that we fucking forgot about. Yep, let's do it. Alright. Alright, I have been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Let's hear it. I know, I know, I know, I know where this is going. Let's hear right? it. Right? Yeah, I know why. The Buffalo Bills. Uh, second best team in the AFC. Josh Allen is in the MVP kind of on the outside looking in, but we'll get into that. They're... Mm-hmm, definitely. If DeAndre time. Hopkins wasn't a fucking freak, they're playing for 14-2 and two this week. Uh, they're just a good team. <laughs> I fuck... Uh, fuck DeAndre... Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, this is a great season for me. My whole life, I've gotten to watching the Bills suck. And this is just like... This is my comeuppance yeah. right here. I've known you for so long, and the Bills have always sucked. Until these past couple of years. Finally getting your... Your chance. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Until they lose to the Chiefs. Uh, but it'll be good. Gonna... Uh, mm-hmm. Alright. <laughs> Let me have this for a little bit and let's talk about the fucking Dolphins. Hello? <laughs> 10 and 5? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins look like... Their defense is insanely good. Yeah, their like, defense looks sure great. Looking right now at the stats. Yeah, they have the lowest points allowed in the AFC. Best defense in the AFC. Yep, uh, Fitz played great for them, and then Tua came in, and he's been solid. As of... Yeah, Tua's alright. As of right, as of the recording of this episode, Ryan Fitzpatrick tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I just saw that, actually. So, he's not available. And... Yeah, and that could be a big deal, because Tua, um, kind of had to get benched last game. Mm-hmm. Kind of was stinking it up out there. They pull him out and bring the vet in to save him. They don't have that option this week. Luckily for them, two is not a close contact by the NFL protocols, which is I don't want to get into that. But we just saw them hugging, you know, four days ago. You know, after a platter. I saw so I saw screenshots. They're face to face. He's a close contact. But NFL protocols want to let him play. Who am I to fucking say anything? Um, probably pretty good authority on it. Better than the NFL. The NFL doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Or they do know what the fuck they're doing. And they know exactly what And they just doing. don't necessarily care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, can we talk about something I want to talk oh, about? Oh, sure. I've been waiting. Oh, let's talk about it. The New York Jets absolutely fumbling the fuck out of Trevor Lawrence. I... They had a chance for the number one pick. And <laughs> just completely fucked it up. I don't... I, like... Listen, the mentality behind a tank season is kind of fucked up. Like, I'm players take a game and or two games, and when your team's this bad, I don't think you feel like you owe it to them to lose these games when they want you to. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, like, uh, I get it from the team standpoint. Like, obviously, the team doesn't want to lose, but poor fans. Like, oh, yeah, poor fans, but. You know what? If you're a Jets fan, you're used to this probably every year at this point. True. 
True. Every Jets fan Gino I know, Smith. you know, I live in New York, and uh, everyone here is either a Jets fan or a Giants fan, and all I hear from both of them is, how are we going to fuck up this time? True. I mean, the Giants won two Super Bowls last decade. Well, not yeah, and, last decade, but whatever. Uh, they don't have any room to complain. Well, now they have Daniel Jones, which is plenty of room to complain. <laughs> Daniel Jones I'd be fast. complaining. I mean, that's like all yeah. I can say about him. He's so fast <laughs> that he trips over his own two feet. <laughs> You're right. So, yeah, any other surprise teams? Really, the season's kind of been normal. I think everyone who was supposed to do good did good, except for, like, the Dolphins supposed to do bad and were amazing. Yeah, um, and the 49ers. 49ers shit the battle. Yeah, bit. Vikings. They got beat up, though, the 49ers. True. They have an excuse. The Vikings don't. Vikings just choked this season. Uh, and Alvin Kamara, though. What's that? Alvin Kamara. Oh, putting up don't. six touchdowns on him. I don't want to talk about that, man. 59 fucking fans. Oh, yeah. Wants to kick me out of my championship. Yeah, <laughs> you know what. I forgot about the fact that he played against Super Of course Bowl. he did. Oof. We hate to see yeah. this. But, uh, let's see. Other shocker teams. The Cowboys. I think everyone kind of consensus that they were going to be a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team. It's just been not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of just not been a good season for them. The whole division. The Browns are kind of surprised, a surprise team. Think so? Yeah. I mean, I thought they would be like 8 and 8 ish. And the fact that they can. Yeah, that they're playing for 11 and 5. This is actually kind of exactly what I saw coming from them in terms of like, uh, maybe not after the Odell, after their horrible start, but like preseason. I thought Baker was going to take a step up. They'd be close to like 9 and uh, 7. Mm-hmm. I mean, even then, they have a chance to be two games up on that still. Still a nice little season for them. They're competing for a playoff spot, man. Gotta love it. For the Browns, hey, it's the uh, it's the comeback of the dog shit teams, Browns and Bills, man, and Dolphins, and Dolphins, and and I think perhaps maybe the thing we all love to see the most is that the Patriots just fucking blow. Yeah, Patriots at six and nine, you love to see that. That's pretty nice. Ugh, Buffalo beat them so bad the other day. I was like crying happy tears through the whole thing. Like I get to watch it for another five oh, six I was- years. Yeah, I was actually watching some of that game in um in a pizza place when we, we moved on that day into our new apartment. Mm-hmm. We just went out and got got something to eat. We was just watching the Bills put a beat down on the Patriots. Oh. Felt nice. I, it was just such a sight to see Bill Belichick's throwing phones and shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just I, I could relive that forever. Just a beat. But <laughs> Brad, uh we got one game left. There's a couple playoffs. I don't remember them exactly, but I know the Dolphins, the Colts, the Browns are all kind of fighting for their spot right now. Um. Oh yeah, there's a big pile up in the AFC. Yeah. There's one, two, three, four, five teams at ten and five right mm-hmm. now. If all five of those teams could win, and you could have an eleven and five team missing out when there's seven playoff spots, which is kind of wild. Like, right? If you went eleven and five and missed when there were six spots, that's already bad. Enough. So when there's seven spots. 
Yeah, it's crazy because you added that extra spot to kind of avoid something like this, and it just—it's been probably the worst it's been this year. Yeah, just a lot of teams played good football, and when the NFC, I mean, the NFC has been weak, man. Uh, other than you want to talk about the Packers, the Saints, there's no team there that really pops out on paper like a team that anyone in the AFC that's contending for a fucking playoff spot right now should be scared of, and that's why I think a lot of these guys have been racking up wins when they, you know. AFC teams go to the NFC and kind of just trounce them. I mean, even the Jets beat the Rams. True. Um, I mean, I think the Packers are pretenders like last year. Mm -hmm. Packers have one win, or not one win, two wins against teams with a winning record. One of them was the Saints, but I digress. Uh, um, I don't think that's true anymore just because the Bears are now have a winning record. So I think it knocks it up to three, but... Uh, true, true, true. Okay, um, so yeah, still, even then, only three wins against teams with winning records, kind of, kind of, kind of like the last year Packers, which, I mean, they had a good record, everything looked good, and then, you know, I never believed them, I don't know about you, but the entire time I expected them to just get destroyed by the first good playoff team, well, and then that's immediately what let's happened. Let's talk about the Packers then, uh, they've beaten the Saints, Bears and what was the other positive team they beat? Titans. Okay. It just happened last week. Sorry, I. They did just trounce the Titans, and they're gonna play the Bears again. Yeah. They're gonna win that game, and uh, that would be another win. They've only and lost. They get the bye. They only lost three games. Who they lose to? Colts, Vikings. Um, who was the other team? Buccaneers. Someone. Let me. Buccaneers. Yeah, they got destroyed by the Buccaneers. So they're what? Three and two against their teams. They haven't played a whole lot of them. So I, I, I don't know. I understand what you're saying and why it kind of looks like they're gonna be mm -hmm. beaten by a good I mean, team, but they just the sample size isn't there. They're positive yeah. against winning record teams. Yeah, I actually think they might make the Super Bowl, but I think they would just be fodder to the Chiefs or even the Bills at that point. Yeah, uh, I could agree with that. I, I listen. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Jones is great. I think Devontae Adams is a monster. I love that team. So I, I'm never gonna count Aaron Rodgers out, especially in a Super Bowl. And uh, I don't know. I understand the concerns of oh, they haven't really beaten any good teams, but they did just kind of murder the Titans in cold blood. So maybe recency bias is playing into it a little bit, but I just I'm not buying the whole doubt the pack. I think anyone doing that is going to be sorely disappointed. Fair, like I said, I think they're probably the favorite to make the Super Bowl right now, mm. only because Drew Brees just looks like absolute dumpster garbage right now. If Drew Brees is playing like you would expect Drew Brees to play, the Saints are easily the best team in the NFC. Yes, I'm biased because I'm a Saints fan. I don't care. I think. Objectively speaking, if Drew Brees is Drew Brees, the Saints are easily the best team in the NFC. Uh, yeah. Um, I, does that mean they would make the Super Bowl? No, because they're choke artists. But. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you there. I still think the Saints are. Oh, the minute didn't sound right. I think the Packers are still my favorite to come out of the NFC, but the Saints are there. And listen, if my quarterback can have a bad game and my running back steps up by scoring six touchdowns, then I don't care. 
So I'm confident Fair. in that Saints team. I think we'll see a Saints-Packers NFC Championship, and it's really a coin toss who comes out of that. Same. So I'm giving it to the Packers, maybe 51-49. I mean, for what it's worth, the Saints have the best defense in the NFC um, after the Rams, and the Rams' offense is just a complete dumpster fire. So, yep. you know, for out of actual contenders, the Saints definitely have the best defense, easily better than the Chiefs. They're better than the Bills, no offense. Saints defense is rocking pretty well right now. If the defense can keep it up, they can definitely carry the Saints far. Even if Drew Brees isn't, you know, kind of like Peyton Manning's last year. Yeah, he can definitely go far. Hey. I'm just reluctant to believe in them because they have caused me so much pain <laughs> the last three years. I feel you on that. I'll be the one to give uh, put my faith in them for you, then, bud. Uh, yeah, so NFC's cut and dry. They've kind of been a lot down this year. The Seahawks looked really good, then they kind of just didn't. Their defense looks a lot better now, so they might actually surprise some teams in the playoffs. They're the only other team I could see making it. I don't have any faith in the Buccaneers. They're going to meet a good team, and Brady's going to look stupid. Yeah, Brady, like, looked like absolute shit against the Saints defense. He plays the Saints again. I have no faith in him at all, which, like, sounds so weird to say. I mean, it doesn't sound weird to say about a 42-year-old, but, like, just the fact that he's Tom Brady. It sounds right, right, right. But I have no faith in Tom Brady against a good defense. If he plays the Saints, he's going to look like shit again. If he plays the Packers, um, he might look good. Packers defense isn't good. If he plays the Seahawks, he might look good. If they play the Rams, that might be an issue. Rams offense also sucks, so it'd probably be low scoring, but... Um, and... Yeah. Defense, they kind of crumble. Even the Falcons gave them a hard time, man. The Falcons aren't anything spectacular. I don't think you can mm -hmm. put up three points against the Saints and be considered a, a Super Bowl contender. I just think that's the end of it. Even though that game is the exception. Yeah. Once that's out there, I don't know. I, you lose my faith, at least. So, I listen, Tom Brady has been kind of spitting in my fucking face and kicking sand in my eyes for the last 10 years, 20 years, however long I've been alive, <laughs> and watching football. But this I feel comfortable with doubting him. And... Yeah, but imagine a Bills Bucks Super Bowl though. Uh, imagine, yeah, I would pop a boner that would never go away if we beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Send him into retirement. Yep. Sure. Uh, that's actually all I want. I could die happy at that point. Honestly, I'm hoping the Bills win the Super Bowl just just for you. If the Saints don't win it, it's got to be the Bills. Listen, buddy, I appreciate that. I also hope the Bills win the Super Bowl. Uh, listen, we've been oh, talking wow, about really? a Bill Saints Bowl for how long, though? You know, fucking seven, eight years? Yeah, for a long-ass time. And, and, and this is probably the only time it'll really happen, because I think Drew Brees is done. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on who you replace Drew Brees with, because the Saints have so much talent on the rest of the team. Um, if Taysom Hill's your replacement, nah, not happening. But if we can get someone good, or Jameis Winston learns to stop throwing interceptions like their touchdowns, then so I think they might be. I thought starting Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston was a really bad move. I mean, not a bad move because it ended up working out well for them. But I feel like Jameis Winston is just the better quarterback, and I don't think. Anything Taysom Hill did in those games did anything to sway me back in his favor. I just think James Winston's better. I think you're dumb for not putting him. I mean, 
They're the coaches, so they know more than I do, but it just feels stupid because Jameis Winston, yeah, he was a 30 interception guy last year, but he also threw 30 touchdowns. He's a passer. He had uh, he puts up yards wherever he goes. He's an electric player. Why do you not go with him? Well, for, for what it's worth, um, they did go with him at first in the game where Drew Brees got injured, um, and Winston came in, and I was watching that game. It was against the 49ers. Winston looked so really? bad. Like, if yeah, if you watch that performance, I cannot blame them for starting Taysom. Taysom looked better in the games that he started mm-hmm. than Winston looked in that game. I mean, to be fair, he was coming in as a backup. He wasn't a planned starter with the game plan, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But he looked like absolute garbage. I was so shocked by how bad he looked. Because, I mean, I know he throws a bunch of interceptions. He's a meme. Oh, eat a W, all that shit. But, I've, like, I've been a fan of the guy since day he one. He awful. So I I want him to have that job, but if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. And it's more than I do, so I'll see that to you. Well, you said Taysom Hill's not yeah, the I mean, it was... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's not. Uh, it was just one half, so like, I'm not saying this is the end of Jameis Winston, but after watching that half, I couldn't blame them for going with Taysom for those yeah, valid. three games that Breeze was gone. Mm-hmm. And it's also to be fair to Winston, he didn't get a training camp with the team or anything like that because of COVID. That's fair, yeah. And no telling how much that affects. Uh, yeah. So, isn't the answer? We're kind of establishing that Jameis Winston might not be either. Or if he is, the Saints don't particularly have the faith in him to be. Uh, they're gonna have a bad pick in the first round this year. Quarterback isn't really an option, I don't think. I don't know. Quarterback is really deep. This is the deepest quarterback draft in a while. There's several options. Um, you got obviously they're not going to have access to like Trevor Lawrence, right. Justin Fields. Um, probably not Trey Lance. Um, they might have a chance at Kyle Trask from Florida. Okay. Um, let me ask. Have a chance at that's pretty. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. You're looking at Kyle Trask, or what about you know? It's a deep class. How do you feel about trading for someone like Sam Dunn? Or even Carson Wentz, who wants out of the Eagles. I don't like Carson Wentz, but yeah, he's proven, at least. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. Uh, I'd probably say no to Sam Darnold. Unless it was like for a really, really cheap price, and we were bringing him on as a backup, and then just maybe he does something good and can start. I wouldn't want him... I wouldn't want to come into the season saying Sam Darnold is our starting quarterback. We trade for him as a backup, sure. Okay. Uh, and then he can impress if he wants to, but... Okay. Yeah, Carson Wentz. I don't want that contract for Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz could be good again, but the dude is... He's being paid a lot. I don't even think we could trade for Carson Wentz. Have you seen the Saints salary cap? They're going to be like $80 million over the oh. cap this year. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Uh, maybe Carson Wentz isn't the option, Even, but I do agree with what you said about yeah. it, at least, that uh, I think he can be good again. I think the Saints would be a good spot for him to be good again. But I also think Sam Darnold's got something to prove, and if you guys happen to take it, I know your fans would not be happy, but mm-hmm. I think he can still be that dude. Yeah, he Maybe. I mean, I haven't really watched any Jets games. I mean, there's, like, never any reason to watch a Jets game, so I haven't seen them. Um, but, yeah, maybe he still has something. He's not the most polished guy, but he, he's a talented passer, and he makes throws that he probably shouldn't, and then he makes some bad decisions. But he's also, if he were to go to New Orleans, he's inheriting the opposite of what he had in New York. A good run game, 
good old line defense that fucking doesn't let up a shit ton of points and the Jets defense to be fair has been good these last two weeks the whole season be real he's, he's inheriting a, a situation where he's going to succeed and a lot of early round picks don't usually get that that's true um I still think the best option for the Saints still would probably be just getting someone in the draft. I think when you have a quarterback draft that's this deep, like there are there's six or seven, I'd just probably say six. There's six quarterbacks who could go in round in round one. I feel like um, let me see. There's there's obviously Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. There's um, Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, he's gonna go really high. There's Trey Lance in North Dakota. Um, he's also gonna go round one for sure. Then there's Kyle Trask, who could be round one, could be early round two. Um, and then you also got Mac Jones from Alabama, who, if there's enough quarterback desperate teams, someone could take him in round one, but he's probably gonna go round two. So you got five or six guys who could go round one. I feel like this is the draft to take a quarterback for the Saints because. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck in that 15 to 25-ish range in the drafts because our defense and running backs are too good, even if our quarterbacks are shit. I feel like this is the year we have to take one while it's this deep. So you have to, you think you take one and try and just pick up where you left off the breeze? Obviously, there's going to be a regression, but you can't afford to yeah. really fall into the middle. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, like. Taysom's under contract, so like you don't have to start the rookie right away if he's not ready, whoever he true. is. Um, but yeah, I would draft him okay. for sure. So, yeah, uh, I think that's actually also very fair. I'm always of the mindset of like just giving guys second chances. I love to see those comeback stories. So I, I think, I, I'm think i still a fan of Sam Darnold, but I'm not even sure that they deal him to the same. The Jets do right anyways. Uh, true. But before we hyperfixate on the Saints, like we didn't just actually just do that, let's just move on to another. <laughs> we just kind of cut half of this episode into the New Orleans Saints, which is fine by me. But there's a whole IFC we haven't really talked about. We kind of just said Bills. Yeah. Let's hyperfixate on the Bills. Well, we don't have to hyperfixate on the Bills. Let's just talk AFC because, like we said, there's a bunch of teams gunning for this last playoff spot. Uh, I don't know the exact Chiefs. scenarios, but just I test. Who do you think fills Chiefs. those last spots? Um, if I had to say the playoff spots, I would go Chiefs, Bills, Steelers, because they're all locked in, obviously. After that, probably, I think the Titans will win the division um, over the Colts. I think they'll get the fourth spot. Fifth spot, I think, is going to go to probably the Ravens. And then you got the Dolphins, Browns, and Colts for the last spot. I'd probably go Dolphins and Browns. I think the Colts are going to be the odd team out. Okay, uh... I think the Dolphins are going to be the odd team out. Uh, they might be. I mean, the Dolphins have the tiebreaker, though. So the reason I think the Colts will be the odd team out is they're the ones who lose the multi-team tiebreaker. So if there is more than two teams tied at 11-5, and five, which there probably will be because there's five teams at 10-5, and five, so you only need two of them to win, um, then I think the Colts don't make it. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that get left out in a tiebreaker scenario. So they need other teams to lose and then them to win also. Okay, so 
the playoff scenario as is. Like I said, I didn't really look at it too much. My, uh, this is the first year in, you know, since 2018 where I haven't had to look at the playoffs. I'm like, oh, are we in? To win. So, well, you know, we're locked in. So I haven't really been paying attention too much to the scenarios. Um, but to me, it feels like if Josh Allen plays, the Dolphins are. Josh Allen doesn't play, they have a chance because they're playing each other this week. And that's kind of what's going to dictate how the rest of these spots fall. Dolphins in the playoffs. I think if the Dolphins make it, they play the Bills round one, correct? Uh, yeah. Wait, no, 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 because the Steelers could lose, um, and the Bills have the tiebreaker over the Steelers. So it would depend on the Steelers game. If the Steelers win, then yes. If the Steelers lose, then no, they play the Steelers. Okay. Well, ah, uh, kind of scared of the Dolphins, and that like even if we beat them week seventeen, I feel great going to the playoffs with them. But there's not a team I'm scared of less than them, so I'm hoping for that matchup. I'll take Bills Dolphins in the playoffs because I'm scared of the Browns. I think you'd be stupid not to be scared of the Browns. I don't think they're a team that can see them winning three straight playoff games, but I can see them winning one, and I can see them beating the Bills. Though the Bills are the favorite, I, I just there's not a game that makes me comfortable. I am terrified of the Baltimore Ravens, and I always will be. Uh, Lamar Jackson's getting his shit back together. He's he just looks scary again. That team's clicking, and they were out of the playoff conversation a couple weeks ago. Kind of looking like they're just definitely going to be there. Yeah, I mean they had two games that they lost basically because they had to forfeit because of COVID. You know they mm-hmm. couldn't play Lamar. They couldn't play a lot of their key guys. Right. So I mean, if you remove those two losses, they're ten and three. Like they're still they're not as good as last year, but. They're still right there in the right. race. I think they could beat anyone except the Chiefs. They're they're the most likely like to pick a team out of the wild cards to make it to the championship, make it to the Super Bowl. It's the Ravens, hands down. So they're just yeah, definitely kind of team. <laughs> and I think with COVID off the table and you know barring injuries, the Ravens are probably winning this division this year. Mm-hmm. After that Steelers choke job, definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for the Colts, I mean, I think they're a good team. I think Philip Rivers, oh, he looked done. He looked dead. There was nothing left in the tank for that man going into like well, week six or seven. And yeah, Philip Rivers looks like just garbage right now. The dude is probably the most immobile quarterback I've ever seen. He's, he is slower than last year Peyton Manning. Yeah, but that bad. I mean, listen, he looked horrible, and I was saying earlier, like, oh, Philip Rivers is done. But let's look against the Texans. Two touchdowns, 228 yards, 22 out of 28 completions. Not an interception. That's a good game. That's a solid game. The Texans, their pass rush is good. That's a, a stingy team to be passing like that against. Okay, let's go a- against the Raiders. He's actually... He's actually having a better year than I thought he was having. Uh, that's kind of that's what I was saying. He looked like he had nothing left in the take going into like the halfway point, but he kind of kicked it into gear. And Ty Hilton has been really good for him too. Him coming back and like playing. I mean, he was never really out, but he just had a horrible start as well. And those two kind of got a connection cooking uh, against the Raiders. Two hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns. He's not really throwing interceptions anymore, and that was kind of I think the main concern against him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, he threw an interception against the Steelers, but their defense is good. He also threw for almost 300 yards. Yeah, he just he's been a he good quarterback. Pretty decent numbers. So that and with how good their defense has been, they're another team that could again just kind of random. And you always go in with the thought that the higher seed is the favorite to win. But I think this kind of speaks to what we were saying about how there's so many teams that are good enough to make the playoffs in the AFC. And some teams are going to miss out. Mm-hmm. There's going to be upsets. And last year there was upsets, you know. But this year there's going to be yeah. upsets. I feel like... Call me crazy here, and I know it's going to sound crazy. I wouldn't be shocked if um, the Chiefs lose their first playoff game. Listen, with how Pat Mahomes has looked in December, I'm not even going to fight you too hard on that. And I'm not saying Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is bad in December is still a very good quarterback. But he hasn't been a guy that I'm like, oh, he's untouchable. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not scared of Patrick Mahomes. Treat it like any other game. Normally, you go up against a guy you're like, holy shit. But he did win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Beast in the playoffs. He's come back from horrible situations like that game against the Texans last year. But with how strong yeah. the wild card teams are and how Pat Mahomes has not been as dominant in December, totally reasonable that they could lose a game. And it's totally reasonable that the Bills yeah, could too. Like- uh, any of these top teams. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously still the favorites, and I'm not saying that they are going to lose, but I would not at all be shocked if they just immediately got upset right. in the playoffs, lost their first game to the Dolphins or Colts or yeah, some no. shit. Ravens. Yeah, that, that would be a good match, too. I, I'd love to see that game. Me too. So, and I don't want to go into full playoff predictions until, you know, next time we sit down and record, but I just wanted to talk about, you know, really, who we're expecting to be there. We can yeah. do our bracket a whole nother time. Yeah, we're already at 38 minutes. We still got to talk about some <laughs> We've been here for 40 minutes, and we still got awards. Um, yeah. Let's start. Do we want to start with the big one? We're going to go bottom up. Let's, uh, all right, let's start with the easy one, I think. Comeback player of the year. There is, wait, if you want, if you have a different opinion on this, we're going to fist fight. Yep, it's definitely J.J. Watt. It is J.J. No, Alex, Alex Smith is absolutely the comeback player of the year. <laughs> Uh, coming back from that injury is just an inspiring fucking story. Yeah, like, people, he thought he right. was gonna die, like, that's insane, or lose his leg or some shit, and here he is playing football two years later. Right, I was explaining it to my dad the other day, because it's like, first, it was, you're gonna die, and if you didn't die, it was, okay, well, your leg's gone, and if it wasn't your leg's gone, it's like, oh, well, you're gonna have trouble moving again, and if it wasn't, it was like, well... At the minimum, you're never playing football again, and he just said, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Back. And yeah, he, he just slowly came back. He did it. He did it. It took him some time, but he got back. He wanted to play football again. Exactly, but he did. He is the comeback player. That he's probably the comeback player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good, too, is the thing. like It's not like some sentimental comeback player of the year where it's like, oh, we thought... You were going to lose your leg and you're playing football again, even though you threw two touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Here right. you go. He's like actually playing good. And yeah, he fits right back into the league, didn't miss a step, and that's insane. So shout out to Alex Smith, man. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to uh, 
the off the offensive year? defensive player of the year? Sure. Uh, defensive okay. o- offensive player oh, okay. of the year. You know what? Fine, we'll do offense defense. first. No, it's cool. Okay, okay, no, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Offensive player of the year, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think I gotta think. I was hoping we could defense first so I could pull up a list of players. I don't want to miss somebody obvious. It's my biggest fear is just missing somebody obvious here. I just gotta pull up a list quick. I was hoping we talk about defense first to buy me some time because I was ready to talk about defense. <laughs> uh, but Alvin Kamara, just off the top of my head, seems like that. You know, a couple of those are running backs: Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. I do agree with Alvin Kamara. Again, I just want to double check. I'm not missing a big name here. I mean, really, you, you got Devontae Adams. You obviously got the the trinity of running backs here. You got Kamara, Henry, and um, Cook. And then you got whichever of the quarterbacks don't win MVP. They could give a pity offensive player of the year to the That's other. That's true. Um, yeah, and that's actually probably what I think is going to happen just with how bad award voting is. But I think, to me, if we're handing out the awards ourselves and not trying to predict who's going to win it, it goes to Alvin Kamara. Or Derrick Henry. I'd have to think of it. Yeah, I'd give it to Alvin Kamara. Derrick Henry's obviously the better runner, but like, Alvin Kamara is going to have... I mean, I think he already has... Uh, no, he has 943 rushing yards. Okay, so he's probably going to have a 1,000-1,000 uh, season. The guy is just such a dual threat in both the running and the receiving mm-hmm. game, and he's so important to the Saints offense. He is the Saints offense, because this year, Michael Thomas has played, what, like three games? Um, Alvin Kamara is the Saints offense. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll give that to you. Again, I didn't really... It's been, there's been a lot of good offensive players this year. Devontae Adams, and I know awards are kind of biased towards the quarterback, so you got to keep Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen, Wilson in there. But offense has just been really good this year, man. Yeah, offensive numbers are, like, really up this year. And, like, they're always up in the NFL these days. Yeah, it's... Defense has just kind of sucked this year with COVID. And so it's, it's hard to just pick a guy and stick to it. Because, like I said, a lot of these running backs have been really good. And I kind of want to give it to a running back because they have really been the difference makers this year. But I, I couldn't pick a favorite right now. So, uh, let's just give a tentative congratulations to Alvin Kamara for Offensive Player of the Year award. Clap, clap, clap. Ooh, let's get him an award. Ooh! And let's kick it to the defense side. Uh, to me, it's TJ Water, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah. yeah. Alright, I'll run with you on that. Uh, gotta be. Eh, you know what? Nope, nope. Fuck you. I'm going TJ Watt. Let's fight. Alright, let's do it. Why? Because I said so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good argument. Uh, I don't... <laughs> don't, have, don't have anything <laughs> I feel like... If you're the defensive player of the year, you probably shouldn't get lit up by the Jets. That's just what I... You know, right off the rip. TJ Watt just added, what, two sacks against the Colts? He has 15 on the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Aaron Donald's numbers I mean, stack I... up exactly. Give me a minute. 13 Aaron Donald has 13 and a half sacks, and he's a defensive tackle. It's a lot harder for him to get a sack than it's going to be for TJ Watt. All right, yeah, I see the argument there. I think... Uh... 
come up really out. Listen, sacks against the Jets, and I don't expect the guy to get a sack every game, especially not a defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. But that Jets O-line is bad. <laughs> I can't even think of a fucking like a actual adjective. It is just bad. So, TJ Watt to me feels like the pick. I feel like if we're talking they're probably neck and neck. Yeah. feel a little more decisive on that than I am. So I'm willing to, again, if we're handing out the Division 4 award, congrats to Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year. Ooh. Okay, now. What we got next? You want to do Coach or Rookie of the Year? Mm. Well, Rookie of the Year is split up into offense and defense. I have no idea who would be Defensive Rookie of the Year, to be honest. I didn't even. I was just thinking we could overall Rookie of the Year because I don't yeah, know doing defensive. Let's just yeah, let's just do that. Um, it would be Joe Burrow if the man actually got to play the. Yeah, player. but he didn't. Uh, so I'm going, and I don't think Justin Herbert. You're going Herbert. I'm going Jefferson then. Oh, I forgot about Justin Jefferson. Yep, I'm going Justin Jefferson. Oh, I'm glad we could uh, come I to it again. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, you brought him up, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> the right. dude's just been electric, Justin man. Justin Jefferson? Yeah, he, he's so good. I forgot he was a rookie. For yeah, <laughs> really, he is coming in and just playing like a vet, too. And uh, it's funny to me that they took him with the pick they got for Stephon Diggs, because before that trade went through, I think it was, what, it was a 26th pick or 27th pick, I was thinking like, oh, the Bills should draft this Jefferson kid. So to me, it was kind of cool that he went with that same pick. And, uh, you know, that trade worked out for both sides. Stephon Diggs, arguably one of the best receivers, uh, arguably the best in the league right now. If you want to, you know, top three, yeah. what metric you want to go by. Uh, so, and Justin Jefferson's just a stud. So I think both teams won that Yeah, I trade. wanted the Saints. Yeah, I wanted the Saints to draft Justin Jefferson, but we couldn't get him. You're a big LSU guy too, right? I think we... Yeah, I knew exactly how good Justin <laughs> Jefferson was going to be. I mean, that LSU team is literally the best college football team yeah. of all time. Like, it was so stacked. Like, look at all the talent. Like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire playing like a beast. Justin Jefferson playing like a beast. Joe Burrow playing like a beast until he injured himself. Um, I mean, that LSU team was just stacked top to bottom, and I wanted anyone we could have got from that team. I wanted either Justin Jefferson or Patrick Queen. Mm -hmm. Patrick Queen, who's also playing like a beast in Baltimore. Um, but yeah, Justin Jefferson went just a couple of picks before our pick, unfortunately. Hate to see it. Especially since he went to the Vikings, and I fucking hate that team. <laughs> but yeah, listen, there's no doubt about it. That man's been a monster. I think, uh, if not for him, the guy for here, but Justin Jefferson. So good. He just comes in and plays like he's done this before. Like he just lights up NFL fucking defenses. Yeah. Mm hmm. And, uh, QB bias is still a thing. So I think the votes will go to Herbert, but I think it's Jefferson yeah. by every metric, and it's not necessarily close in my eyes. Mm, yeah, I'd agree. As soon as you brought up Justin Jefferson, like, I was easily on board with that. So I think, mm -hmm. I agree. I think it's pretty easily Justin Jefferson. Um, what about Coach of the Year, though? We're at 48 minutes almost, so let's not spend too too much time on Coach Whoa, of the Year. Well, we gotta yeah. talk about Coach of the Year, but I don't think there's much discussion, man. Brian Flores. Mm -hmm. You're gonna disagree? Mm -hmm. okay. Alright, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, 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 no. I'm thinking if I was gonna disagree. Adam Gase. Um. Yeah, Adam Gase. Actually, no, because he couldn't even complete the tank job. Um. Yeah, I mean, if I was gonna give it to anyone else, it might actually be Sean McDermott, but not. Nah, I'd give it to Brian Flores. I've listened. Here, I thought McDermott should have won it. I thought bringing that playoffs after a five-win season or whatever. And looking good against the Texans. I know they don't count playoffs, but they look good against the Texans in the wild card. They were a good team. They were a scary, upset team. And McDermott was literally the whole part of that. And obviously GM Brandon Bean was amazing. And McDermott just fucking made that team amazing. I think if he was going to... It would have been last year. Because the how much he improved that team, it was more noticeable last year. Went from, what, an 11-win team to a 13-win team? It's impressive. If they don't lose. Uh, I'm counting that game as one. Fuck the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the time for him to win it was last year. If we're going off of improvement. I think yeah. he's one of the best coaches in the league, hands down. I think he can still win a coach of the year. If he does If he does this again next year, he's my coach of the year. Fair. fair. But Brian Flores brought a team of... And, like, they traded away everyone. They had Xavier Howard, a rookie that we knew nothing about, and Fitzmagic. And they're a wildcard team, and a good one at that. <laughs> yeah, really, really good defense. Top three defense. Rams, Saints, Dolphins. Last year, Brian Flores was in that Coach of the Year talk. Or was it the year before? I'm having a little trouble remembering. Uh, no, last year was his first year. Last year was his first year. So okay, year. okay. So he was like in that conversation, and obviously he fell out of it towards the end. But like when your team is that bad and you're still in the conversation, have to be. Yeah. I mean, that's because yeah, everyone expected the Dolphins to be zero and sixteen or one and fifteen, and he took them to like five and eleven or something, and he was getting coach right. of the year consideration for that. That's how bad that team is, and they didn't get better really. <laughs> so to bring them to ten wins. Brian Flores is my coach of the year. Same. And now... Okay, what about the, moment we've all- the big boy? The 2020 Division Four Most Valuable Player Award to go to. Taysom Hill. Who does it go to, Skyler? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. I agree on Aaron Rodgers. As much as it hurts me to say it, because I think Josh Allen, had he uh, not been playing with a separated shoulder against the Titans and the hurt his stats enough to fall out of that, but I think he's the number three in that voting, and he's on the outside looking in. I just don't think there's a path for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's down to Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. It's Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player. Yeah. I mean, you say Josh Allen is number three, but like I don't think he is in that. I don't think he's going to get any votes. I think it's literally just going to be all Rodgers or Mahomes. So I don't think there will be an official third place, but he would definitely be third place if he did like ranked choice voting. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be Rodgers, and I think it's going to be a close one. Maybe like 30 votes to 20 votes, something like that, but I think it's Rodgers. Yeah, and again, I was just kind of talking like if we had to vote ourselves, how we'll, we're ranking it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers for me. Just been very good at football. <laughs> True, Aaron Rodgers good at football. 
Aaron Rodgers is good at football. That's really all there is to it, man. Hey. He throws touchdowns and he doesn't throw the, interceptions. The dude just wins games. He scores points and he wins games. And there's really... True. Does it better. He, he just throws the fuck out of that ball. Yeah, a lot of people thought he was declining these last couple of years. And back in MVP form again. Uh, yeah, I... I think we talked about every other award more than we did this one, but that's how cut and dry it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, do you prefer Aaron Rodgers and his efficiency or Pat Mahomes and his volume? Pat Mahomes has three more touchdowns, I think, but like six more interceptions, and then he also has like 700 more yards. So it's like, I'm going to actually look up the numbers just to be sure, but I'm pretty sure it's like 4,700 yards for Mahomes. Um... How many TDs does he have? Yeah, okay, so let's look at the numbers. Pat Mahomes, 47, 40 yards, 38 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Okay, and then you go to Aaron Rodgers. And he has 700 less yards at 4,059. Then he has 44 touchdowns and 5 interceptions to the 38 and 6 of Mahomes. So 6 more touchdowns and 1 less interception, but 700 less yards. Which do you take there? I take Aaron Rodgers, I think. I, I take Aaron Rodgers, yeah. And you also can't forget that the called the most. And what the teams would be without that quarterback is. Me, night and day. Mm -hmm. I think without Aaron Rodgers, that Packers team is maybe 8 and 8. Without Devontae Adams, but. That without a quarterback to throw. But the, those speedster yeah. types like Tyreek Hill are still good with the bad quarterback. Yeah, the Chiefs are stacked. Like, they are an overpowered team that should not be possible in the salary cap era. But Absolutely. Packers are definitely not that. If football teams were like a Jenga board, you take Aaron Rodgers out, it's toppling. You take Pat Mahomes out, it's a, it's a little wobbly, but it's staying put. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, they literally didn't have Pat Mahomes last year, and they went like what three and one mm -hmm. of those games. Yeah, he's Pat Mahomes, and he's important as fuck. But the Chiefs are pretty goddamn stacked. And just a, little, a couple little side awards I want to hand out quick: the non QB MVP because it's always going to go to a QB, but Alvin maybe Kamara. it always shouldn't. Alvin Kamara. I uh, guess probably just whoever we give offensive Alvin rookie Kamara. to. Oh, uh, not offensive, offensive player. My bad. <laughs> And most improved yeah, player Alfred. is not comeback player. Most improved is Josh Allen. Not Allen. Uh, who's most improved player? I just I wonder I wonder who could be most improved player. <laughs> I'm just say it for me. Is it Josh Allen? I started saying it. You can finish it for me. It's Josh <laughs> Allen, baby. And uh it's just a personal award I wanted I mean, to get. I, I, I was agree. thinking about this last night as I was looking through. Uh, I'm what? I'm most improved? Yeah. You, I'm sorry, I'm losing you, you a bit here. a chance to <laughs> talk about Josh Allen, but... <laughs> I mean... I love a chance to talk about Josh Allen. Sorry, I lost Josh you a little bit on the, uh, on the call. So I'm kind of just talking over you because you're kind of cutting out for me. Josh Allen. That's, that's really all I have to say. And uh, let's see if I'm reconnected here. Skyler? Yes. Okay, there you are. Hey, buddy. Hello. You're kind of cutting in now for hey, me. Hello. Buddy. I lost you for a second. Yeah, he's 
He's the most improved player. Yeah, I just heard and, you talking uh, about Josh Allen the whole time. I, I kept hearing bits and pieces and I was like trying to play off of that and try and figure out what the fuck you were saying, but at a certain point I was just like, oh, I, I don't know what he's saying. Let me just talk about Josh Allen some more. Oof. I mean, I was talking about Josh Allen, so... Good. Everyone should be talking about Josh Allen. He's great at football. There is one award, personally, that I wanted to hand out. It is called the Division 4 Who the Fuck Player of the Year Award. I'm giving this to a player who is kind of a nobody going into this year. Not a rookie. Can't be a rookie. Can't be anyone drafted in the first round. Nobody there was high hopes for. Somebody who just kind of came out of nowhere and lit the league up. And I was thinking like what, what the metric for this award should be because every week when I watch football and somebody random gets has a good game, I go, and uh, that's the who the fuck player of the week. And it was Travis Fulgham a couple times, maybe one time. It was uh, that guy on the Saints who I can't even remember his name because that's a who the fuck. Trey Hendrickson, the guy with who's who's tied for the league and lead lead, league lead in sacks. Nope, it was the receiver that was your number one while Michael Thomas was out. Um, fucking yeah, what's his name? Marquez Callaway. It also was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure it out. We're gonna. I'm not ashamed to use Google on my podcast. if you're talking about Emmanuel Sanders, he's not a... Who I'm not talking about... Him. I'm talking about Traquan Smith. Oh, I mean, I know who Traquan Smith At the is, begi- but I'm a Saints fan, so... <laughs> At the beginning of the year, he had a couple good games here, five receptions for 86 yards, and he was my who-the-fuck player of the week for, like, three weeks in a row. Who the fuck is he? But I think over the biggest who-the-fuck player for me, and you might agree, not agree that he's a nobody, but to me, he kind of is. Ronald Jones out of Tampa Bay is my who-the-fuck player of the year. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, Ronald Jones is definitely a who the fuck is this guy. Um, what were his numbers like this year? Played uh, 13 games and had over 900 yeah, yards. Yeah. He's on his way. I am okay with that pick, especially especially since I didn't know this award was coming, so I had no time to think of any I spent the last 50 minutes debating on if Ronald I wanted Jones. to bring it up or not because I thought about it last night and I was like, oh, it'd be really funny to just throw this on Skyler without him knowing. So that, there it is. That's my who the fuck player of the year, and I hope once we're back, we can uh, we can discuss the who the fuck players a little bit because they don't get enough screen time. But uh, the inspiration for this award came from none other than Travis Fulgham, who just randomly lit up one week, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And then Traquan Smith, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And every time Nelson Aguilar has had a good game in the last three years, and I went, "Who the fuck is that?" So shout out to them. <laughs> Man, I don't even know who the fuck Travis Fulton is, so... <laughs> Good work. <laughs> uh, unless there's anything you want to talk about, I think I've kept you here long enough. Yeah, I think that's it. Also, my computer is like literally about to die in like four oh. minutes, so... We Hell time yeah, this perfectly. Hell yeah, uh, Yeah, let's wrap it up. Tyler, thanks for being here as always. Guys... If you like the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Division4Pod. Don't have any other socials. I feel like I forget it. I always forget something in the outro. Yeah, I mean, um, we are on SoundCloud and Spotify. We're not on SoundCloud anymore. Uh, oh, never mind. We are not on SoundCloud. We are on Don't Spotify. look for us on SoundCloud. <laughs> do not. Don't do it. 
Uh, yeah, it's just Twitter, and you're listening on Spotify, so, you know, follow the podcast. I see the numbers, and it makes me happy when somebody follows the podcast, so do it just to make And me, the mostly dupe. To me. Fuck Skyler. Yeah, mostly him. Okay, bye! Okay, bye! Bye!